Welcome back to the Multiply Church Podcast. This is a podcast designed to equip and encourage you to make and multiply more followers of Jesus in the local church. What is up, podcast listeners? Hope everybody is having a great week so far. Back on the podcast with you all today. And it is quickly, um, Easter is quickly approaching is what I meant to say. And so we are in um, that sweet season of life that is just ramping up towards Easter, and we are excited, uh, making our way um, towards the cross, towards the empty tomb. And hopefully you guys, um, maybe you're doing a devotional, maybe you're doing something to prepare your heart for Easter, but um, during this um, Lent season, however you want to... you know, however you want to talk about it. Um, but it is quickly coming and we are excited about Easter at Multiplied Church. So if you are local to the West Des Moines, Waukee, Des Moines, Western suburbs of Des Moines, uh, we would love to have you. Um, so April 17th, Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, Woodland Hills Elementary School. Um, it's going to be a great Sunday morning. We're going to celebrate the gospel. We're going to magnify Christ. And we're going to worship um, with a family of God that God has put together here in our church. And so I uh, wanted to put that plug in there just in case um, you guys don't have a place to go for Easter. Love to have you. Even if you're out of town too, love to have you. Um, love to have our partner, partner churches, partner uh, individuals that are around um, in the country even participate with us. But uh, we also will have, um, hopefully our live stream up and running that day as well. So, uh, if you can't make it, that will be the way you can do it. So there's that, um, love the topic today, um, because it's something that I, I think I've really been needing, um, in my heart and it really goes along with my message that's coming up this weekend. So I guess this is kind of a teaser. Um, so, you know, who knows, um, how many people actually listen to the podcast and then also listen to my sermon. So who knows? Um, so if you're going to double dip, that's totally fine. You're not going to get everything in this podcast that's in my sermon, but I wanted to take a, a piece of it and kind of blow it up a little bit, go a little bit deeper into it. Um, and so really the topic today that we're talking about um, is uh, four prayers that you can pray over somebody. Um, I don't know if you guys have a, uh, a struggle with this, if you struggle at all um, with figuring out what to pray for, um, for somebody. Um, well, I think there's two things. Um, I think there's two things here within this. I think one of them is, I don't know what to pray for specifically when I actually get, get to pray in and what do I actually pray for somebody? I think that's one struggle we have. And the other struggle is to be really honest. If you're really honest with yourself, it's I struggle even to pray for other people. Um, so in, in the sermon series that we've been going through, John, we're in John 17 this coming weekend, which is known in theological terms as the high priestly prayer. So it's essentially Jesus praying on behalf um, of the disciples, for himself, for future disciples. We see all of it. Um, and it's called the high priestly prayer because... You know, Jesus is our high priest. Hebrews talks about this, that um, that him going to the cross, dying for our sins, resurrecting, giving us eternal life. He now sits at the right hand of the father um, as our intercessor, as our uh, mediator, if you will, um, who has uh, created this bridge, this reconciliation between God and man, um, humanity. And, and so now he sits at the right hand of God um, and he's... Um, he is our high priest now. So in the Old Testament, 
the high priest essentially was um, the, the go-between between God and man. He, you know, went into once a year into the Holy of Holies. Um, there's so much I could really talk about with this, but, um, and he gave a sacrifice on the day of atonement for the sins of the nation, for the sins of the people. Um, and he was their kind of their go-between. Um, and now because of Christ, it says um, that in Hebrews that we no longer need a human high priest, um, but we have both a human and divine high priest in Christ because his sacrifice on the cross um, was once for all. Hebrews says that he now sit, sat down after it. He no longer needed to do anything else. One, one sacrifice for all. And so he's our high priest. So part of that um, is... Um, is communicating, uh, praying, if you will, on behalf of his followers to God. And so um, we see that played out in John 17, very real, um, in a very real way um, on earth, when he was on earth, that he prays for his disciples as their high priest. Um, We even see it more fully, obviously, as he ascends and he's in heaven, but we get a glimpse, very, very, very uh, peek behind the curtain, if you will, of what Jesus prays for. And so um, I'm not really, I mean, I am talking about some of the, the elements that I'm going to mention in this podcast in my sermon, but I wanted to take the approach that um, to, to try to help us um, very practically um, figure out what to pray for somebody. So maybe somebody in your church or in our church says, Hey, will you pray for me? And maybe there's no specifics. Um, uh, maybe they don't want to give specifics. Maybe you're in your community group or small group, Sunday school. And they, you know, just say, Hey, will you pray for me? Uh, I don't want to get into specifics, but just pray for me. You're like, okay, well, goodness gracious. What do I, what do I do with that? Hopefully they give you a little bit more just because, you know, I think, uh, being a part of the family of God, we need to be very open, um, with our, Prayer requests. I mean, I think it depends if, if they're praying for somebody else, I can see maybe why they would be a little bit guarded, but, um, I think it's a challenge for us is to be very vulnerable and open with people. Um, and so I encourage, especially if you need prayer for yourself, um, and go, you need to be going to people asking for prayer for those specific things and be open, be vulnerable with them because it, it helps. <laughs> it very much helps being able to pray for specific things. Um, but let's say, um, you want to um, even just increase your prayer life, um, the consistency of it. And you just want to start praying for others. The thing that, um, always shocks me about John 17 and the prayer that Jesus prays is he spends five verses praying for himself and 21 verses praying for other people. And that should say something on the night that Christ would go be betrayed. He spends 75% of his prayer praying for others. I mean, the humility and submission and grace and kindness that Christ shows in that moment, I think obviously says something, but I think it should allow us to examine our prayer lives. Okay, man, how much am I praying for others? And so hopefully this, this episode will spur on you uh, praying for others. So here are five, no, what did I say? Four things. Five is just a better round number, I guess, but um, four things that I think would help you spark your prayer life for somebody. Um, okay, so here's the first one. If you're struggling with what, what to pray for, for somebody, here's what John 17 would say you should pray, pray over somebody, or you could. Um, uh, unity. So that's the first thing. Write that down. Put that in your mind. Um, so, so 
what I mean by that is um, obviously Jesus, when he's praying this for his disciples, it says that they may be one just as the father and him are one. And so he's really pressing in this, that like the church of Jesus Christ stay very unified together, that there be no um, separation, that there may be no um, division, um, strife between them. And so um, you might think that's an odd prayer to pray for somebody, but it's really actually needed. If Jesus prays that for his disciples, I think we got to need it. I'm sure we need it today. And we do, Um, especially in the culture that we live in, the divisiveness, the tension, all of it. Um, Pray unity over somebody. Pray that they would be unified, yes, in Christ, but also unified with their brothers. So maybe someone comes to mind, maybe right now, even in, as I say this, that, you know, they have strayed from the faith or they have strayed from the church pray over them. God, may they be reunified with the people of God. God, use me to be able to um, connect with them, uh, both yes, personally and also spiritually. God, may, may may there be unity of mind, peace of mind, all of it. So unity is one. I think we forget to pray for often. Um, but in the divisive culture that we live in, the tension, even the struggle of this relationships, um, I need to pray this over my marriage. God, make, make Brian and I unified together. Um, we need to be praying that for our brothers and sisters in Christ. God, may we be unified. May we be, be together on the same page for the same goal, um, for the same mission, all of it. So maybe you're struggling with what to pray for. There's, there's one thing you can pray for unity. Here's the second faithfulness. This was a really good prayer to pray over somebody. Um, God, would you allow faithfulness to increase in their life? Um, so that this is kind of a broad one because you could take it in 15 directions, right? Could be faithful to their, in their marriage, could be faithful in their job or faithful in the word. Um, I'm going to kind of leave it open um, because I think something would come to mind, but just a very simple prayer to pray over somebody is God, would you allow their faith to increase? And allow, well, would you allow them to be remaining faithful? When Jesus prays this over his disciples, he's, he knows that tension difficulties coming down the road. And so he prays very specifically, God, I pray that they remain steadfast, immovable. God, I pray that you uh, would protect them. He prays for protection here. Um, But I think a great prayer, um, God, would you allow them to remain faithful when sin is creeping at the door? Allow them to shut that door and cling to you. Like what a great prayer you can pray over your friend, over over your church member, over your family. God, may their faithfulness increase. Number three. Um, pray truth over somebody. Um, there's a couple things here I want to talk about. Um, I think you can pray truth over somebody. Maybe, you know, specifics, um, that they're struggling with and simply just to go on behalf of them to the father and say, God, um, would you allow them to conquer and, um, for you to conquer that sin in their life? Would you allow them to see victory over, over sin in their life in that specific instance and speak truth, truth over them? God, may they, may their eyes be open to this specific truth that we, that we find in scripture. Um, um, really the verse that I'm pulling from is when Jesus says this closer to the end of John 17 and he very just, I love this. I've used this verse so many times. It's John 17, 17. It's an easy way to remember that. He says this, sanctify them in the truth because your word is truth. Sanctify them in truth. So we know the idea of sanctification. If you're, if, if you've been in church a while, you, you know it. If you don't, sanctification is this process, this journey of becoming more like Christ. It's this holiness 
which people don't like. <laughs> people want to be saved by grace alone and through faith alone, but they don't want to be sanctified in truth because that re- that requires God removing things in your life that shouldn't be there. Being sanctified, being um, being transformed, right? Like, yes, we are transformed from darkness to light when we're saved, but we are continually being transformed. We're continually being sanctified um, through God's word um, in Christ, in the spirit. And so, Pray that over some, pray those, those five words, sanctify them in your truth, sanctify Billy in your truth, sanctify, um, George in your truth. Like what a great prayer, a very simple prayer. You don't have to get into the specifics, but you can like, maybe, you know, specifics that they need to be sanctified in, but pray that over somebody. And then that second part, your word is truth. So pray that over somebody. God, may they, may they have a great time in, in God's word today. As they, as they wake up this morning, allow them to, um, before they, check Facebook, let them check their heart through God's word. Like that is, I mean, what a great prayer we can pray for somebody. So sanctify them in truth. Let them pursue holiness. God, remove the dead branches, the the, the junk in our life that doesn't need to be there and allow us to have faithful and fruitful lives. Um, and we only see that, we only see that transformation um, when we when we read God's word, when we soak in God's word, when we meditate on God's word. And so um, a simple prayer you can pray for somebody is truth. May they be sanctified in truth. Um, and then here's the last one, um, love. And I'm obviously like that is, <laughs> there's a lot of directions we could go there. You could be grateful for um, this relationship you have and that you really do love them. I mean, that's a way you, you could definitely give praise to God for that. Um, I was tip, I was thinking more about um, praying that their, that this person, that their love would increase. Um, that they would um, love others the way that Christ loves us. Um, and I pray that over my children, God, that, that they would grow up in love, that they would, yes, grow up in truth, but God, I pray that God would, would allow them to love, love well, um, that they would love each other, that they would sacrifice well, that they would um, serve well, um, all out of love. If God is love, then we need to pursue love. And so a great prayer you can pray for somebody is that their love would increase, that their love would be tangible, that their love would have feet, that you would see it in their lives. Um, Those are four simple prayers that you can pray over somebody. And so maybe you're struggling with praying in general. It could be. Um, What I've found is when I pray for other people, um, the prayers that I need to pray for myself are very similar. but I think it what it's what it's doing when you pray for other people, it's taking the focus off of this me-centered Christianity that often we want to have, and it, it places um, our prayers upon other people to the Father, like that. Like talk about humility and talk about um, service. Like how great is it to know that we have other people praying for us? Not only do we have Jesus Himself praying for us. But man, we have the people of God praying for us. That is so comforting to know that I know that there are other people around me that are praying for me. And so here's the challenge. The one challenge we have coming out of this podcast episode today is this. Are you praying for other people? I've been really convicted by that. I want to pray more for other people. It is not bad to pray for yourself. We should obviously pray for ourselves. Even in this prayer, Jesus does. The question is, um, are you only just praying for yourself and do you never, never get to other people? 
and I know that is my tendency is to just pray for myself and then close it and that'd be it. I need to be praying for my family. I need to be praying for my church. I need to be praying for my friends, all of it, um, unbelievers, um, coworkers. So here the challenge is take an audit, a quick audit of your prayer life and just say, God, how much do I pray for other people? And I would just encourage you this week, take just one person and pray for them all week. Pray these four prayers over them. Maybe you want to do more than one. That's fine. I'm just going to start small. Um, take five minutes a day or whatever it is and just pray for them every day. These four prayers. And I think it will transform your heart. It will transform your prayer life. And let's see what God can do through the prayers of his people. Um, may, um, I believe that if we pray these, pray these prayers, God hears these prayers and he wants to answer these prayers. He wants faith to increase. He wants love to increase all of it. And so let's just see what God does. And Hey, if you got some cool stories after you pray for these people for a week or two or a month or whatever, a year, let's see what God can do. And man, let's celebrate those, those things that we see. And so I'm, I know there's a lot that we want to try to do and we want to try to help people. We want to try to walk alongside people. Listen, the spirit of God is the only thing that truly brings true life transformation. If that's the case, then our prayers are meaningful. And that means God needs to be at work. As much as we want to try to maybe fix a situation or we want to try to help them as much as we can, there is many times where we, there's nothing we can do besides pray. God, do it. And so um, that's going to be the challenge that I have for myself moving into this coming week um, is praying for other people and praying a very simple prayer. God, would you be the God we know you to be? Would you be all powerful? Would you be all loving, all grace filled? Um, would you convict? Would you transform? Would you remove parts in our lives and in others that doesn't need to be there? And may we be, um, man, the people of God that pursue each other, that pray for each other, or pursue Christ, and, and they pray for each other. Oh, man, what a church to be a part of! That's a that's that's what that's what I want to be a part of. I want to be a, I want to be a part of a church that prays for each other, that loves each other deeply, and sees God at work. All right, guys, that'll be it for us today. It's kind of a quicker episode, um, but just wanted to kind of share my heart even about this sermon. And so um, if you're in town this coming weekend, man, pop in and we will dive into more of John 17 and see see these elements, but we will also be praying for each other throughout the week. And so um, we pray um, over you that grace and peace would be multiplied in your life. And we pray that more disciples will be made, that they would be multiplied in your city, wherever you're at, whether you're in West Des Moines, Waukee, or whether you're around the world, we pray that the gospel disciples and churches would be multiplied multiplied for his glory and our good. All right, guys, we'll see you next week.